Hello, this is Yusra from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 17th of March. According to the Union Health Ministry, India recorded 2,539 new COVID-19 cases on Thursday, taking the total tally of infections to 4.30 crore since the beginning of the pandemic in January 2020. The official death toll rose to 5.16 lakh, with 60 deaths in the last 24 hours. The active COVID-19 cases in the country have dropped to 30,799 and India's recovery rate has further increased to 98.73%. More than 180 crore vaccine doses have been administered so far under the nationwide vaccination drive that began in January 2021. The Ministry of Health and Family Welfare, in an official statement today, stated that more than 2 lakh vaccine doses were administered on the first day of vaccination for children yesterday. 2.60 lakh children between the age group of 12 to 14 were inoculated with their first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine, Mint reported. Today, the Ahmadmi Party moved the Supreme Court seeking directions to the State Election Commission to hold Delhi municipal elections without any interference from the central government. Times of India reported. The party had held a protest against the Bharatiya Janata Party, accusing it of forcing the State Election Commission to defer municipal elections in the capital on Monday. The protest outside the Election Commission office demanded dates for the civic polls in the city to be released as planned. Last week, the State Election Commissioner had declared in a press conference that following some communication from the centre, he would have to defer the announcement of schedules. The Aadmi Party blames the Bharatiya Janata Party for blackmailing S.K. Srivastava, the State Election Commissioner of Delhi, for fear of, and I quote, a miserable defeat. Aadmi Party National Convener and Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal appealed to Prime Minister Narendra Modi earlier last week, urging him to allow a free and fair election process, claiming that postponing elections weakens the democratic apparatus. A parliamentary standing committee report, uploaded on the Rajya Sabha website on Thursday, pointed towards the underutilization of funds allocated for the central government's midday meal scheme, PM portion, and elementary education program, Samagra Shiksha Abhiyan, Scroll reported. The report was presented by the department-related parliamentary standing committee on education, women, children, youth and sports. Chaired by the Bharatiya Janata Party's Rajya Sabha MP, Vinay P. Sahastrabud, the committee said that as of January 31st, only 55% of the total money allocated for the Samagra Shiksha Abhiyan in this year's budget had been used. Whereas, in the PM portion scheme, only 57.91% had been utilised till January 31st. Calling the underutilization unacceptable, the committee made recommendations to the centre to identify reasons for the same and advised the government to open more schools in the hilly northern and northeastern regions where access to schools remains a problem given the terrain and other resource-related difficulties. Releasing data for Week 10 2022 today, the Broadcast Audience Research Council, or BARC, resumed the ratings for individual news channels after 17 months, Exchange for Media reported. The BARC team, in collaboration with the BARC Techcom, claims to have developed the augmented data reporting standards for news and special interest genres following an industry-wide consultative process. It will now be releasing audience estimates for these genres on a four-week rolling average, every week as per revised approved standards. The organization maintains that a single YUMI login access to the audience estimates will ensure a level playing field for all channels within the BARC ecosystem. 
Data for the previous 13 weeks, that is, from week 49, 2021 to week 9, 2022, will also be released by Bark India over the next three working days, based on a four-week rolling average. However, this will only be done for channels that have not chosen to opt out from receiving this data. This development comes after Bark was caught up in a controversy wherein new, free-to-air channels accused the organisation of holding back ratings integral for channels to negotiate ad revenue, whereas Bark, on the other hand, argued that its data collection methods needed revision. According to the PTI, the Delhi High Court on Wednesday granted permission to the Nizamuddin Markaz Mosque to resume functioning from the Shabe Barat Festival. The restriction on the number of people allowed inside the three-storey building was also removed as Muslims were allowed to offer prayers within its premises. Closed for almost two years now, the Nizamuddin Markaz was shut down at the beginning of the pandemic on March 31, 2020, after a Tablighi Jamaat gathering at the venue got caught up in a national controversy, being accused of spreading thousands of coronavirus infections across the country. The Delhi Waqf Board had filed a petition in court requesting permission to open the premises for Shabe Barat and the coming month of Ramzan. Following the court's advice to file an application before the police, the board submitted an application on the same day, which the Delhi police accepted. However, the police imposed several conditions, including capping the number of devotees at 100 per floor. This limitation of numbers was questioned during Wednesday's hearing and Justice Manoj Kumar Uhri interested the mosque management instead to ensure that COVID-19 protocols are followed. The court also changed the police's order that forbade any tablighi jamaat activity to allow permission only for prayer. According to the Indian Express, the ground floor and three other floors of the mosque will be opened at 12pm on Thursday, a day prior to the Shabe Barat festival, and will be closed the next day at 4pm. As far as reopening during the month of Ramzan is concerned, the court has listed the matter for further hearing on March 31st. The film Kashmir Files is all the rage in current popular culture. Visuals of sloganeering in theatres emerging on social media have sparked discussions and debates all over the platforms. Three of our reporters, Ayush Tiwari, Basant Kumar and Shivangi Saxena, went to separate screenings across Delhi NCR to gauge the atmosphere on ground. Read their report titled, Slogans, Swearing and the Rare Sensible Take, we watched Kashmir Files at three NCR theatres on www.newslaundry.com. And if you like what we do, then support us. Press that subscribe button on the top right-hand corner of the website and pay to keep news free. Reader-funded journalism is the only way we can deliver to you stories that matter to the public, unhinged by corporate and governmental interests. At least four people have been killed and 94 injured after an earthquake of magnitude 7.4 on the Richter scale hit the coast of Fukushima in northern Japan on Wednesday night, Al Jazeera reported. A small tsunami also hit the shore as hundreds of thousands of people were left without power. Transport links to the northeast were disrupted, a bullet train derailed in Fukushima city and at least one major highway to the region closed for safety checks. However, the earlier tsunami warning that had been issued was lifted by the Japan Meteorological Agency early on Thursday and power fully restored in the capital. But people elsewhere remained without power till Thursday morning. According to the utility Tokyo Electric Power Company, 2 million households lost power on Wednesday after the quake. Nuclear authorities stated that no abnormalities have been detected at Fukushima nuclear plant site. Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida, who informed the parliament on Thursday that four people had died due to the earthquake, assured that the government would be on high alert for the possibility of further strong tremors over the next two to three days. 
the local authorities were still in process of assessing the damage, the Associated Press reported. The Chief Cabinet Secretary Hirokazu Matsunu said, and I quote, We are doing our utmost in rescue operations and putting people's lives first, unquote. Located on the Pacific Ring of Fire, an arc of intense seismic activity in the Pacific Basin, Japan is highly prone to earthquakes and witnessed a devastating earthquake and tsunami in March 2011 that resulted in destruction of a nuclear plant in Fukushima. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe from the din of disinformation and come back for your daily dose tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.